This is Anthony over at anthonychellspodcast.com. And joining me today is an Emmy award-winning TV news anchor currently anchoring on three newscasts a day on KLS TV and CBS in Las Vegas. Uh, he's the president of the only voiceover industry trade association called World Voices Organization. And he's the author of More Than Just a Voice, The Real Secret to Voiceover Success. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Dave Corvo. Hey, how's it going, Charles? Good, good. How are you? Good, good, man. I'm I'm, uh, I'm hanging in Vegas today. I got the week off, so I'm just really floating and taking some time and getting some things done. <laughs> Excellent, man. And you can tell, even just hearing your voice talking now, that there's a presence, like there's a, a quality of it that really has that professional feel to it. You know, um, actually, in voiceover, that doesn't uh, go over so well because everybody wants, uh, you know, conversational these days. So the announcer guy should go away. But in broadcast news, it's still present, you know, so you, you kind of you get into this you get into this pattern, you know, it's so I got to kind of learn to drop that when I go into voiceover mode. That's true, man. I, I've been reading your book, actually, uh, the, the more than just a voice book that, that's available on uh, Amazon, Kindle and paperback. And um, that's that's something that that you, you state pretty early, that conversationalism is pretty important nowadays. So, you know, most of us in voiceover get our, uh, our audition uh, requests by Internet. And they usually come with directions. You know, the, the guy who's looking to hire will say, gee, I want, you know, I want this kind of personality or I want that kind of attitude. And almost without exception, uh, those directions come by and say, no announcer, don't want announcery. Uh, you know, it's just not the thing anymore. It used to be, you know, the thing. This is going back years. But now everybody wants conversational. And nobody really knows what that means, you know, right. what that, <laughs> but it's kind of a, a concept that, that isn't really well defined in most people's heads. So you just kind of try to be the everyday on the street guy and hope that that's what they want. I mean, it's, it's really tough. I, I think they're kind of depending on you as the talent to, to interpret the copy and, and uh, decide for yourself what's appropriate for that copy. Do you think that um, there's a shift from the narrator or announcer voice to the conversational voice? Because uh, is it maybe that people feel like they've been pitched to so many times that they need almost a friend's voice of recommending products? I'm, I'm sure that's behind it. You know, uh, the, people don't want to be spoken to. They want to be in a conversation. And they want to they want to feel like uh, it's your friend or your buddy or someone you just hit on the street and you know it's it's kind of a a relaxing of a standard of of you know formal talk to hey what's going on man you know it's uh it's just uh, making it more uh, just more um, on the street level yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense um, so let's take a, a trip back when did you first get your start I know uh, that you've been a news anchor for for a pretty substantial while now. You know, I started in radio. Oh, you're going to make me feel old here. I started in radio in like 1977. Uh, I was a country and western DJ, and then I went to a top 40 station, and then I switched to TV. I'm almost too embarrassed to tell you what my first job in TV was. And then uh, I convinced the news department at that TV station that I could actually think and write and <clears throat> appear on camera. And so they gave me a morning weekend anchor thing. And uh, uh, from there on out, I just kept knocking on doors and, and you know, pushing and pushing and and uh, I ended up here in Las Vegas in 1985 at the NBC affiliate. And, um, and I took a brief break to go back to the Midwest and work at a station there for, because my parents were getting really old. And then I came back in uh, 2003, and I've been here at the CBS affiliate uh, yeah, for 12, 13 years. Wow, that's incredible, man. So it's almost, in a way, you've been successful twice. You've had your career, uh, you know, with CBS affiliate being a news anchor, and that's its own journey. That's its it own is. full no thing. No question. 
Yeah, no yeah. question. I, I really was lucky that I hit the, the the heyday of TV news. Right now, I think it's in decline. I mean, um, you know, people, uh, millennials, uh, younger generations are getting their news off their iPhone. I, I am. You know, I I, uh, I just think the um, uh, the uh, popularity of local news has kind of gone away. It's it's slowly eroding. It's you know, radio still around. When TV came, radio was suffering. Now TV is suffering because the internet came around. Uh, and, and I'm seeing that happen. And I thought, you know, there's I got at least at least one good thing left in me. So I started I launched the voiceover career because I think that's still very vibrant and uh, and has a lot of great potential. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, too, every app has some sort of sound interactive capability at this point. And, you know, yeah. it seems as, as the more these products are going to be evolving, the more that human element of a actual human voice needs to be present. Well, God bless you for saying that, because I tell you what, there are there are some challenges coming into our business from uh, artificial voices. I mean, people are trying to approximate the human voice uh, artificially, and some audiences, I guess, uh, will tolerate that. But but for the most part, you're right. I think people want to hear that human voice, especially with audiobook narration. I, I don't think anybody will ever be able to to fake that. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're looking for that that personal touch. And and the digital world has actually brought more opportunities for voiceover people because now there's, uh, you know, the explainer videos, the whiteboard videos, the, the tutorials. I mean, there's just a ton of stuff um, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry company that makes success on the internet has some kind of a tutorial or a, an, uh, an e-learning uh, video that goes along with, you know, here's how to use our service, and they need a professional voice to do so. So, yeah, there's yeah. actually good opportunities. Yeah, and this brings up a good point too, because a lot of these ideas that uh, that you mentioned here are also found in your blog, and then also your book as well. Can you talk about the process of uh, creating more than just a voice? So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great story. It's one that I, I repeat over and over because at least once a week, sometimes two or three times a week, just yesterday, I got a call from a guy and, and typically the, the caller has a great voice. I mean, you're like, whoa, this is, uh, you know, James Earl Jones calling. And uh, they've been told all their life by their friends and their family that they should be on radio or they should be in voiceover. And I get that because a good voice, you know, helps, but it's, only about 10 to 20% of the success that you can expect in voiceover. The rest of it has to come from just being a savvy marketer, a good business person, having goals, you know, knowing what you're about in promoting yourself. And so um, that's not what a lot of people want to hear. Um, but I've been blogging about that for seven or eight years. I blogged to the voiceover community and I had so many great articles written that I thought, well, I'm going to compile all these articles into a book. And that's, that's how the book came to be. But the title was obvious. It was, you know, it takes more than just a good voice. This is the real secret to voiceover success. It's being a good business person. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's that's the refreshing thing about your book. I, I tend to be uh, kind of a knowledge hound. I'm always trying to read books on, on all sorts of things. I, I uh, do production and post-production. I've done a couple audio books myself. So Great. Uh, it's always nice to, to get someone's thoughts on things. And there's a big schism between academia, oh, what man. works theoretically, and what yep. is the, the way it's always been versus the in-the-trenches kind of guy. And when I'm reading your book, you're an in-the-trenches kind of guy. You know what it really is. Well, it's my thoughts as I went along my walk uh, being a success in voiceover. And, and so it's kind of trial and error stuff. And people who read my book tell me they they read it like they hear me talking, and which is, uh, as a writer, that's kind of a gift. I didn't really try to achieve that style. It just kind of, that's how I write. And so uh, it's worked, worked well for me. Yeah, I, I agree. There is a, a style. As I was reading it, I'm thinking that I, this is somebody who took something very nebulous and, and kind of abstract where you're thinking, okay, there's so many pieces of this and how I'm not really sure. And that cloud of confusion tends to disempower a lot of people from being able to very complete true. the task. 
you know? Uh, so when you're writing and I'm reading what you're, you're obviously wrote, I feel that this is somebody who, who just said, listen, I've been through all that. This is what you need to know. It's simple. <laughs> I'm glad it hit you that way because that's really the way I wanted it to be. And and uh, people are telling me they enjoy it. Uh, you know, it's not the Bible, but it's my walk. And and through my walk of trial and error, you can learn something. So don't you know? Don't make my mistakes. Here's how to do it. And and uh, you know, it's helped a lot of people. I, I'm I'm really happy about that. I, I didn't do it to make a lot of money. I just wanted to get a point across, which is you know, having a good voice just doesn't do it all. I I know. My, I have colleagues with thin, high, raspy voices who are killing it in voiceover because they're great marketers. Mm. You know? That makes a lot of sense. Uh, do you feel that uh, marketing is something that is missing from the overall spectrum? Because, you know, being in the arts, you always see this as, uh, you know, hey, you can do this too. Get on board. This is all you need to know. And well, then you'll. <laughs> there's a you know such a wide spectrum of marketing. I, I you can't be a success without marketing of some kind. I mean, even if you're sending postcards out, or if you're on the social media, or you're doing cold calling, you've got to do something because there's so much noise out there. You've got to cut through that clutter and get your message across. So whatever works for you. Some people are really lousy at cold calling, uh, you know, but they're really good at writing newsletters or you know. So you got to find what works for you and get it out there because it's. There's just no other way to be noticed. Uh, you know, you've got to you, you got to do marketing um, and publicizing, and you know, there's a lot of words for it, but but it's 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 getting your message out. And uh, speaking of which, too, I mean, you know, having all these different concepts compiled into one thing, uh, being the president of the only voiceover industry trade association, uh, World Voices, uh, can you explain a little bit about how that came to be and the importance of having this organization? Well, so voice actors are freelance, independent contractors. You know, they work in isolation, and you know, we talk to each other online and things like that. But basically, you know, it's an unorganized community of, of freelancers, and as such, we have, are sometimes taken advantage of by some of the new paradigms in the business, which which would include uh, Voices.com and Voice One Two Three. These are uh, online casting sites that that take jobs from their clients, you know, people looking for a voice, and they match them with people who, who are voice talents. Well, that's all fine and good. It's kind of a clearinghouse or a way to meet uh, other jobs. <clears throat> but but um, the truth of the matter is, is some of those, uh, some of those pay to plays, as we call them in our business, those subscription sites are taking advantage of the unorganization of the voiceover community and uh, double dipping, triple dipping, even quadruple dipping in the in the, the process of, of the interaction of the job. And, and it's uh, it's kind of ruffling our feathers. So we uh, we decided to, uh, to launch this this industry trade association as as a an advocate a, pro, a way to promote voice acting a way to organize and and to have one voice and and to feel a little more power now uh, you might think that's something the union would or should or could do sag after uh, but they aren't for some reason voice actors have always kind of been the red-headed stepchild of, of the of the union and and they just aren't uh, they aren't real agile in the marketplace to represent us so we're kind of doing that for ourselves we're trying to find a, a way to organize our voice does that make yeah. sense Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's extremely important to do. I mean, literally, as I'm sitting here, I am uh, two, three blocks away from the SAG after building. And okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's just so funny because a friend of mine who, who wants to put his voiceover reel together, you know, you can use their studios and things like that. But uh, it, it's it's not the priority. It's it's sort of a background thing. It's it's not really uh, a, a standard. Yeah. Issue. You know, they're doing some things. And, and I understand they're, they're a huge organization. They've got this legacy that kind of drags them down. They're very top heavy administratively. And, I, and I'm union. I, you know, I don't mean to badmouth them, but they just have proven to us over the years that they're not 
agile. They don't move fast to, uh, you know, to, to handle. Now, they're very New York and L.A. centric, so they watch out for those people. But anybody in between, you know, if you live in Omaha or Little Rock, forget it. You're not they don't even you're not even on their radar. Uh, and that's kind of not fair. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, having a voice like that, you know, a united front like that where everyone can get together is extremely important, especially in light of, you know, those kind of marketing campaigns uh, like Voices.com, Voices123, those things where uh, it's like you can be a success too. All you got to do is pay me a little bit of money. You do the rest of the work. And, and that's the other thing. We're also kind of going uh, going off on on some of these guys who are predatory um, demo mills. You know, yeah, just join us for the weekend and you'll come away with a working demo that you can, you know, it's just, it's it's crap. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, it takes time. You, this is a marathon, not a sprint to be a success in voiceover. And you can't just go to some workshop in a weekend, come out with a demo and expect that's, it's going to be the magical pill to having sacks of money delivered at your door. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> so there's there, there, there's these indiscriminate uh, coaches and demo mills that, that we're also actively speaking out against because they're they're unfair. You you know it gives our our business a bad name. Yeah, and and that's one of the seriously important reasons I needed to have you on the show is because. Uh, I really pushed for the voiceover thing. It started as a podcast, so essentially just you know a, a voice on a microphone. Right. So uh, you know from there, it blooms into this passion for all these really cool activities, things you can right. do from there. Um, so instead of uh, I always try to spin everything around because it is easy to get caught up in the muck. And now that people are aware of it, uh, let's light a candle instead of curse the darkness. What are some ways that uh, we can advance past this stuff? What are, what are some things that people should be looking to do? Uh, you mean to uh, uh, to help the the voiceover industry as as a, as a whole, mm-hmm. yep. and try not to get caught up in those predatory traps. Now that we're okay. aware of what they are, well, um, I'd say one of the great things to do is is find a mentor, find someone you really trust, who you know is a success in this business, and ask them the questions. You know, because there are there are great coaches out there who who are definitely on top of their game and and are, have a lot of integrity. And and you know, no, they're not cheap, but that's because they're good. You know, and they do things right. So ask a friend. Ask. World Voices, you know, we we uh, we will help help along with this uh, decision about where to find good good demo producers or or good coaches. So just ask, um, and, and and also you have to know your worth. Um, now, as an as a newbie in voiceover, you know maybe you, you aren't quite uh, worth the top dollar because you're still struggling, you're still learning, you're still practicing. Fine, but but don't don't stoop to the Fiverr uh, level of, you know, accepting jobs that hurts everybody in our business. When, when you accept these jobs, now there's a, there's a wide spectrum of, of beliefs and understandings about, about what you're worth and, and pricing and compensation in the marketplace. There's, there's a lot of disagreement about that. And we're not going to argue with people who, who choose Fiverr or uh, Odesk or Elance to get their jobs, but the, um, you know, it's, it comes down to what are you worth? What do you think you're worth? What do you think your product is worth? How much have you invested in coaching and equipment and your sound booth? And, and you know, what, really, what's your product worth? You have to really evaluate that sincerely before you start uh, pricing yourself out of the market or pricing yourself under the market. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of, it's, a, it's kind of an ethereal uh, a, a adjustment of, you know, what you think you're worth in the marketplace. And, and that's, that comes with time. You, you start to understand that uh, over time. What would you say to someone that, um, that maybe got a, a USB microphone or something that's like a one-off plug-and-play sort of situation, no acoustic treatment, um, no real backgrounds, they, they make the mistake of saying, like, I could do the voices I hear on TV, I could do those character voices, 
uh, and they start with something like Fiverr. What would you say to someone like that? Okay, so uh, that may be inappropriate use of Fiverr because they're going to get practice. They're going to see the kind of copy that's out there and the kind of things that people need. Now, <clears throat> you know, I did the same thing. I started out, I, I do great impersonations too, but, I, but I, it, there's very little call for that. Uh, you know, every once in a while, you'll see an, a, a person who will say, I need a George Bush sound alike. You know, okay, well, great. If you do a George Bush, then you're you're in like Flint. But but most people, do, you know, they, they're looking for conversational. They're looking for a good uh, read that understands the author's intent in the copy. You know, they, it's it's it, copy interpretation is huge. I mean, you've got to know how to do that. And it takes time. It takes lots of practice. I would say, listen to your radio, listen to your TV commercial, forget the program, listen to the commercial sets. Those are the guys that got the job. What are they doing? How, how do they sound? What's the interpretation they give to, gave to the copy? You know, that's that's what's going to do you the most good. But Fiverr might be a great place to start because you're going to get lots of practice there. Yeah, yeah, and that is that kind of nebulous sort of area of voiceover. Um, but you're right, listening to the commercials like you, like you have in your book as well, uh, you know, trying to fast forward past the commercials in Breaking Bad, and you're explaining like, no, 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 let's watch this, let's let's enjoy these, <laughs> because I think the same way I agree with you, because you know, someone did have to write the copy, someone did have to get this uh, produced, they did go to the studio, they found somebody who auditioned for it. Yep. You know, you, you're hearing at the end. You know what else is true? Uh, internet radio too. I noticed a lot of very conversational ads. Yep. Oh, those those are everywhere as well. So right. I do stuff for Pandora and and uh, and I do listen to um, TV ads a lot. I, I hear I hear ads that I've auditioned for and didn't get the gig and I listen to how that guy gave the copy. So and I go, that's what they wanted? That's not what the direction said. Wow. <laughs> and, so, and so I I kind of find that helps me interpret what directors say and what they really want. And sometimes it's two totally different things. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that must be really meta when you're hearing something like, I oh, remember being weird. in the booth with that. I remember <laughs> holding that in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> funny. Wow, man. So um, is there anything that uh, you would recommend for someone who, who might be interested in finding a mentor or finding a, a, a teacher to someone maybe produce their reel uh, in the cloud of noise that is the voiceover industry, especially on the Internet? Uh, how could someone find someone that they yeah, uh, and, trust? And, um... Yeah, voiceover people, like I said, they work in their isolation booths. They're, they're not uh, out there. It's not a high-profile position. Uh, but believe me, there's one in your neighborhood probably, especially if you live in L.A. Uh, or, or any of the major cities. There's definitely voiceover people in your community. You can start looking in uh, meetup groups. You can start um, – you could go to World Voices. It's worldvo.org and, uh, you know, sign up for uh, a mentor. Uh, we have like I think 150 people that are that say they're willing to be mentors, which means you can get uh, a free half hour of counsel uh, for every month. Uh, that may not sound like much, but it'll really get you started. Um, yeah, so ask around. Ask if you know anybody who's who's doing you know voiceover. And can can I talk to them briefly? Most here's the thing about voiceover people is they're extremely giving, supportive, encouraging. I, I was wiped away when I got into this out of broadcasting because broadcasting's you know knockheads, doggy dog world, very competitive. Mm -hmm. Not so in voiceover. Everybody's helpful. I mean, really, it's it's amazing. I have other people in other uh, uh, jobs tell me, "Wow, voiceover people are so cool. They're they're so helpful." And and it is. So if you find the right person, uh, ask for a referral. Um, you know, get get a name of somebody else. If they're not willing to do it, maybe they'll let you know somebody else who can do it. It's true. They are the nicest people. I mean, you know, living is sort of the uh, the capital of uh, competitive. Maybe maybe yeah. selflessness, maybe guardedness is the word I should use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's this men this uh, adage that I, I heard somewhere. It says uh, two things. First thing is never tell them everything you know, and the second thing is 
<laughs> and, they, and they get quiet, you know? And that's the, the mentality of a lot of the actors and, and things like that. Yeah, that I've and I get that. I mean, voiceover people won't tell you everything either, but they'll give you a hint of how to get it. You know, uh, uh, rates are something that not a lot of voiceover people talk about. They're not going to tell you how much they make or what they're worth or what they're charge. Uh, but they'll give you a great idea of how you might be able to get get around it and yourself and figure out what you want to charge. I mean, it's 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 really a, a wonderful community. I, I love it. And and World Voices as as we just, man, we're just growing like crazy. Uh, we uh, we hit 500 earlier this year. We're, we're now we're at 535, and we get two or three new signups every day. It's so people see the need for it, and I'm, that's really encouraging. Yeah, I'm going to be a part of that sign up. I mean, I'm learning more about this just just from talking to you, and that's the beautiful thing that I get to experience on this show too. Is I'm reading the book, and I, and again, I'm thinking isolationist. You know, I'm reading this book and like advertising yeah. the material. You know, I'm trying to, but then by the process of it, I'm being exposed to this whole other world of things that I only briefly yeah. knew about. So podcasting's huge, man. You're onto something. I mean, it's it's just growing by leaps and bounds, and and a lot of people in podcasting realize they have talent. Now they're getting into audiobooks or they're doing other things in voiceover. So there's a lot of interplay there between the two. Yeah, yeah. So what would you say is, uh, I always ask somebody uh, at the end of it, and I usually leave it to be like the last question to see what spontaneously occurs in their answer. But uh, <laughs> what would you say to someone who is, is just starting out, who, who, let's say even it was you talking to your earlier self before mm-hmm. you learned all these lessons and all these things that, that you know, what would you tell yourself back in the day? Ask a lot of questions. I mean, seriously, um, you know, find people to ask and, and don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, that's, that's a strength. You know, don't be afraid to fail. I, you're going to trip and fall. Th- those are opportunities. I mean, you, you hear all these, you know, stories about, you know, Colonel Sanders and how, how many times he pitched his 11 spice herbs and spices before he finally found success. I mean, it's just it does. It takes persistence. The word I like to use is immersion. I immersed myself in the voiceover world because I was so passionate about trying to be good at it that I just I threw caution to the wind and I started doing everything I could to be immersed in that community. And so, you know, those are the things I say. I said persistence, immersion, ask questions, get a mentor. You know, don't be afraid to, you know, to seek the right answers. That's incredible, man. That's that's the most poignant way of putting a lot of these concepts that, again, you're very talented at doing. You do that in your book. You do that in your blog. Well, thanks. Taking these uh, giant things and, and distilling them. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so I want to thank you again for taking the time. I, I know how busy you are and, and the amount of work that you're doing, it, it's very tangible because you can see it on your website. I'm actually looking at it now. It's corvo.com, spelled C-O-U-R-V-O.com. Yep. And uh, you can see the, the voiceover work. You, you do on-camera stuff. The, the, uh, the book's there. The blog is there. It's an incredible resource for anyone that's interested in voiceover. Well, Anthony, I got to tell you, uh, I really appreciate your time and, and having me on your show because um, what I'm hearing is what I'm hearing in the marketing world is that uh, appearing on podcasts can can multiply your marketing many fold because they're so popular and you've obviously got a really good one going. And, and I really appreciate the time and the effort you put into preparing for this interview because I, you know, I sent you a copy of my book. You've obviously read it. That's huge as a host of a podcast you know, to be so prepared. So thank you. Oh, man. Thank you. The, the pleasure is mine, man, really. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, definitely check out uh, more than just a voice, Dave Corvo's book. You can find him online at Dave, uh, sorry, at Corvo.com, spelled C-O-U-R-V-O.com. And uh, for Dave, this is Anthony saying goodbye, and we will see you next time. Long have I searched across the vast reaches of the internet for all my Anthony Charles podcast content 
Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. Quite frankly, it's a bit too much for me. I don't think I can go on. Behold, gaze upon me and know that I am the Anthony Charles Podcast.com website. You scared the shit out of me. Visit AnthonyCharlesPodcast.com today.